Welcome back to another episode of Turn of the Millennials. I'm Lindy. I'm Stephanie. And today we are talking about um, something that happened in the early 2000s that kind of reflects what happened in 2020. And mm-hmm. we kind of reacted in a very different way. It, yes, they were similar, similar situations, but definitely different outcomes. If you guessed correctly, yes, we will be talking about SARS in this episode. Otherwise known as, oh, I lost it. My note note disappeared on my phone. Severe acute respiratory respiratory syndrome coronavirus. SARS-CoV-1. Respiratory, respiratory, whatever. Respiratory? (laughs) Respiratory. Respiratory, really? I was trying to read. Oh, God. I love it. I love it. I love it so much. So when you're just uh, caught off guard, you're just reading what you see there and it just comes out as it is. You don't really process what the word's supposed to be. Whatever. That's how you that's how you learn how to read, right? You pronounce things, right? Right. Found it out. Found it out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Do they do that in school anymore? Anyway, who no knows? Idea. Before we jump into SARS, um, let's get down to our millennial moment. So, um, we were kind of talking about it beforehand, actually. I'm going to use that one. Although I was watching The O.C. recently. Um, I, I binged the whole thing because I like to do that every few years. And it was just so nostalgically 2000, which was amazing. I love it. Quick question, without getting into a tangent. Are you Team Marissa or Team Taylor? Team Taylor. Me too. Yes. Straight up Team Taylor. No, <laughs> no question. Taylor. No doubt about it. I hated Marissa. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. There was just something about the character, and I, not that I don't like Nisha Barton. It's the character of yeah. Marissa. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Not like, yeah, that I yeah. do. They, that show like. did her so dirty, though. Did her so dirty, unfortunately. Um, but my other millennial moment is also we were talking about it before. How back in like the '90s and 2000s, early 2000s or whatever, we had a different scape when it came to going to the movies. A movie would get mm. released. And it would be out for a few months. So you could, it could come out in May and you could go in like July and it's still there. It may not have as many showings, but it's still in the theaters. It, they would come out for a while because there wasn't as much movies coming out as there are now, like content coming yeah. out as well. And nowadays, some things don't even go to the movie theaters. Like we did always have straight to movie, like straight to VHS or straight to DVD movies. We always had mm. those. Yeah. But like, we don't seem to have the same blockbuster movies or the same amounts that are being released in theaters. And if they are in there, sometimes they don't even last more than two weeks in the theaters. Yeah, no, I agree. Because like, for example, I can specifically remember that the Twin Towers, like Lord of the Rings Twin Towers, Two no. Towers, sorry. Two, two Towers, Towers. Two Towers. Um, sorry, my apologies. Um, it was in theaters for at least minimum nine weeks, at least. Because Catherine and I went and saw it every Tuesday, nine times. So, Titanic. Look at how long that thing was. I only like, saw that twice. I know, but you got to think like it was in theaters for months because it just yes. kept it just kept raking in the money. People kept yes. going and seeing it. Like you saw it twice. People saw it three, four, five you know times. What? I just had an interesting thought. That really takes you. really need to take that into consideration when movies these days are breaking records from previous blockbusters because they were out in theaters way longer than they are now but movies now are raking in a hell of a lot more like they're breaking but like budgets and they're breaking um box office numbers like left right and center um personally i don't know how anyone can afford to go to a movie anymore i have not been in five years i figured that out the other day last movie i saw was 
Spider-Verse. Theme cards if you have them. <laughs> Rack up them points and get them free. Or asking for gift cards for like holidays and things like that. Yeah. That's that's my tip to try and get to the movies for cheaper because it is. Especially if you go to freaking VIP. If you see VIP in 3D, last time we went, which was before pandemic, was $25 a person for VIP 3D. And that's just your seats, not including if you wanted to get concession or beer, because the VIP allows you to have beer because it's 19 plus, or like any of the, they do have a restaurant, so they do have up in your foods. Like, yeah, $25 just for admission. Mm-hmm. Between two people, that's 50 bucks just to see a movie yes. with no food. Remember Toonie Tuesdays? Yeah. Mm-hmm. KFC is bringing it back. KFC is bringing back the Toonie Tuesdays. Yeah, no, I meant for the movie theater. I know, but oh. it, which is another millennial moment in and of itself. Toonie Tuesdays. Everywhere yeah. used to have some kind of Toonie Tuesday deal. KFC, the movies, like mm-hmm. uh, so many places had them. I can't even think of more. McDonald's had one too. I think McDonald's had one for a little bit or like all yeah. these places had these value meals and now we have nothing. Mm-hmm. So what was you your millennial a, moment? Remember when you can get a combo <laughs> meal for like six bucks? I was talking to Kevin. I remember when we were at WCI, we would go to lunch to Burger King and get a Whopper Junior meal, which was $2.99 and you paid $3.20 or $3, no, $3.13, sorry, because we have 13% tax or three, give or take, yeah. like $3.13, $3.20 for a freaking Whopper Junior combo. Now I think that Whopper Junior combo is like $8 or something like that. I haven't bought it in a while, but I'm assuming it's with inflation. Oh, combo meals are now above $10 almost everywhere. Well, it's a Whopper Junior, so it's supposed to be the smaller one, not the big Whopper. But I don't, again, I don't it know. It wouldn't surprise me. Right? <laughs> I, I, it wouldn't surprise me either. As I said, like eight dollars. I was uh, like, I almost triple. Like that inflation yeah. in twenty years is <laughs> tripled on a fucking combo meal. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> what's your millennial moment? <laughs> um, okay, so the other day I got in a country mood, so I listened to my country playlist on Spotify, mm-hmm. and I came across this song. This one's for the girls by Martina McBride. Yes. And in it, she says this one's for the girls about 13 and then again about 25 and then again about 42. And I'm just like, so when this song came out in 2003, I was 20 years old. I was dead smack, really little bit in the middle of her like, but like I was in the middle of 13 and 25. Now I'm almost 42. 42. (laughs) Like, cause I have another two years and three weeks and I will be 42. Here's another song that makes right. you a little bit of funniness. Just, Mark Wills, 19 something. Yeah. Oh, that was one of my other millennial moments that I had written down. Cause I was listening to like 19 something or yeah, 19 something. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like, what would like that song be like today? If someone 1990, 2000 and 2010, yes. 19, like 19 to 2000 something like nineties to 2000 something or whatever. Like what would that Nick Carter has a song called 1999. I don't know if you've heard it, but go back and listen to it. Cause it's just like Nick Carter in 1999 has a song called 1999. And you're just like, Oh my God. Like, and then someone said about like 1985, basically nowadays would be like 2005 or something like that based on like from when it was written to go back to it's basically yeah. 2005 or whatever and I'm like oh god oh god <laughs> it's like I also had the thought because I also uh, uh um good this old-time rock and roll came on as well yeah and I'm just like do we have a song like that now where it's like singing about how good music has disappeared and it's been replaced with shit because I feel like it's relevant and we need another one. 
<laughs> if you listen- I mean, that one still holds. That one still holds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like- so, yes. Um, basically, as we said, in 2000, so it ran between apparently 2002 to 2004, this outbreak of SARS. But mm-hmm. 2003, I believe, was like the big main brunk of it. So, yes, it says the outbreak was first identified in China in November 2002. The World Health Organization notified of the outbreak in February 2003 and then issued a global alert in March 2003. The initial cause of outbreak was unknown. Uh, it was an inf- some people reported it was an influenza virus that was potentially the culprit. Uh, and then it declared a SARS. Oh, yeah, the outbreak lasted about eight months. And then the World Health Organization declared SARS contained on July 5th, 2003. However, several SARS cases reported until May 2004. And during this time, Toronto was one of the kind of hotspot epicenters of this particular strain, unfortunately. So they were actually put on a non-essential travel ban basically during during this time frame. It was I wish good. y'all could see my face right now. <laughs> so then um, to kind of help bring back travel and tourism to the Toronto during region. During the ban, might I add, the ban had not lifted yet. July right? 30th, 2003. Okay. Was, so was it just after the ban had been lifted? Uh, what did I say here? One sec. Uh, so it said the ban was lifted July 5th, 2003. So 25 days after yeah, the ban well. was lifted, July 30th, 2003, we decided to have a huge concert to help bring back tourism to Toronto. Uh, it was the most Canadian rocks for Toronto concert was what it was officially called, but we all called it SARS stock. Yes. Or SARS fest. SARS fest, SARS stock. Yeah. Exactly. Like it was because... Uh, yeah, so it was their way to bring it in. So one of the senators, apparently, it says senators on Wikipedia, which I thought was weird. We don't have senators. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's like, what are you guys talking about? So basically the MP of Toronto, um, it says here, that's when an MP and a senator put together a fundraising concert for the city's healthcare and hospitality workers. The lineup, uh, let me see if I have it, the full lineup here. You guys will not believe like what this lineup was. Uh, it was hosted by Dan Aykroyd. So that was kind of interesting. That's pretty uh, rad. Right? We so, share a birthday. It's in three weeks. Ooh, very nice. Um, so it included, we had Sam Roberts, Ke- Kathleen Edwards, Lisha Kane. These are a lot of Canadians. Uh, the Tea Party, The Flaming Lips, Sass Jordan, The Eiley Brothers, Blue Rodeo. Uh, then we get into Justin Timberlake. This mm-hmm. is really like just post NSYNC, guys. Like 2003. This is just him getting out on his standard, own. Yeah. Just got out on his own. Had maybe like might one or be two after his first single. I think so. One or two after artist. his first singles. The guess who? Rush, ACDC, and the final performance was the Rolling Stones. Mm-hmm. So as you could tell, there was kind of a theme going with the exception of Justin Timberlake. So obviously the crowd would have reflected a lot of the other fan bases of rock. So unfortunately, guys, when Justin Timberlake went on, People weren't a fan of him and they started to throw their water bottles, toilet paper, muffins, and all these items at him during his set. They booed him and everything. Poor guy. I just don't understand what's the point of that. He's not your taste. He's not your taste. Get the fuck over it. No need right? to help the guy with water bottles. But people are out in the sun all day drinking. They like to get, you know, they get rowdy, angry, blah, blah, blah. 
Well, I just hope you no know, one was hurt in the 490,000 person crowd that showed up. I think it said it was Downsview Park. I think it was that one sec here. Again. Um, it was held in Toronto, Canada. That doesn't tell me anything, please. Actually, yeah, this Downsview one. Park. Okay. Downsview Park. I figured that's probably the biggest freaking venue in Toronto to have something like this at. <laughs> For 500,000 people, Downsview Park seems like the only place available. Like, guys, like, seriously, if you haven't seen it, like, image it's on YouTube. 100%. It's like, it's ridiculous. Are you watching it right now? Yeah, like, I'm not watching it, but. Oh, the photos. The yeah, photos. the photos of it is just sure madness. Not even a month after having a massive respiratory disease floating around. And now here, guys, this is SARS-CoV-1 was basically like a precursor, a very early version of what we went through with COVID, COVID is. Yeah. And that's what, which people didn't understand when we were able to get that COVID vaccine out pretty fast. Hey, there was a lot of money thrown at it, but they've also been working at, an, at like this mRNA stuff since this SARS in 2003, yeah. guys. They'd already been working on it for a long time. And then with all like- was 20 years almost. Those- and pretty much the entire world supply of their of the resources that they needed is why they got the vaccine out so fast. Yeah. It had nothing to do with these like, conspiracy type things. No, they've yeah. been working on it for almost 18 years since SARS-1 came out in 2003. Yeah. And then they had the money and to, to, to pull the trigger. But yeah. we're not getting too into poli- politics. The, yeah, so there was this huge, as we know, especially coming out like post-2000 COVID, pandemic it is very very interesting to think that we had this huge concert people there are some photos of some people wearing masks obviously not many but some people wearing masks because they knew better because they're smart but no and I believe actually Kevin's brother went to that concert like reading reading some of like this it's just like it sounds exactly like what COVID was it's like basically Everything like headache, overall feeling of discomfort, body aches and chills, sore throat, cough, pneumonia, difficulty breathing, shortness of breath, hypoxia, diarrhea, like pretty much every symptom eventually became a COVID symptom. Like I told, I don't get me wrong. Like I saw that, I recognized that, but the amount, but like also it's like in children, the, vir- the virus incubation period from exposure to infection is two to seven days. Although infection has taken as long as 10 days in some cases. Now, looking at the numbers here on, on Wikipedia, it does like, it doesn't look like it was, I'm not saying it's not bad, but it doesn't look like it was as, like when we look at the numbers here, Toronto doesn't seem as bad. It was was a blip on the screen. Right. So here on the outbreak by country, that was really insensitive to people who lost people. No, no, no. I didn't mean it like that. But like, exactly. Cause so like here, the list is, so the top five were China, Hong Kong, Taiwan, Canada, and Singapore. So the cases in those top five was 5,300, 1,700, 346, So I can understand why it was kept at the epidemic level versus the pandemic level. Uh, China obviously had a crazy amount. Their fatality rate was 349, even with the, so they had a 6% fatality rate and Canada's was a 17.5% fatality rate. Um, I'm just curious. I, I remember seeing it, but I can't find it anymore. Um, what was, uh, the total number of deaths worldwide? It was like seven something, it was like 700 and something. Of SARS? 
Yeah. Uh, it says, so 30 territories was 811 deaths, 8,100 cases. So it was basically like a 10% fatality rate is what it averages out here, according to Wikipedia. And where were you in all of this? How was your reaction to this? Like what? I mean, because we were in Kitchener, luck- luckily we didn't have too much to worry about. Like it was, I do remember like Toronto kind of sort of being on like a lockdown sort of situation. Like they definitely weren't doing, you know, crazy things anymore. People weren't wanting to drive to Toronto at the moment unless they had to, to kind of go to work and things like that. Like I do kind of remember it being sort of a, it was a ghost town like during our lockdowns, but it was definitely a little more less traveled I think at that I remember at that time a lot of people I know were like I'm not gonna go to Toronto I don't know what this SARS is but in Kitchener like it never felt like you were gonna like it never seemed like it was we got it there or anything like that like I just yeah I wasn't too scared of it either I was like a 16 year old I was like I got a healthy immune system fuck that it's not taking me out (laughs) well because I was 20 at this time like I just turned 20 and oh my god it's 20 years ago fuck 20 years ago fuck um uh, and um yeah like I honestly don't really remember much from this because you know what shortly after fucking this happened the blackout happened yes and that's so true that later that summer washed away with old news yeah like it because it happened in August of 03 I don't remember what weekend yep. the summer like of 03 yeah 13th or something 12th I don't even think it was a weekend I think it was like a day like it was a Thursday or a Friday I think it was a Friday Sunday. Some people had their power out though for like oh for the uh, weekend yes and then, but I think it was yeah, like a Thursday or a Friday because I think maybe it was a Friday because it was a trade show and we were tearing but, down but yeah but anyway like I just I don't remember like worrying about it I really don't like I remember talking about it a lot and like whatnot but it wasn't like I don't know I'm not sure it, it was it didn't affect my life because yeah. I was a, a self-absorbed twenty-year-old doing my own fucking thing like. I don't know. And you, yeah, you were that here, which wasn't even Toronto. Like it was was Saga Beach. Like we yeah. did. Yeah, I think that was it. Is that people were making alternate? Oh my plans god! That what if to Kelly go. had SARS and we got SARS from Kelly from Goldfinger? Because he had a cold, and we all smoked a bowl together, and then we all fucking got sick because of his cold. What if it was SARS? Because that was in the summer of three. I think that was like in August as well. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> no, it, it was, was the August. first weekend in August, like the weekend yeah, after the August. long weekend. Yeah. Is it oh, Civic or was it the weekend oh. after? I don't fucking remember. Either way, it was one of those. I think it was the weekend after Civic, I believe. Mm-hmm. But I do remember August. It was August, early August, not end of August. Yeah. 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 And we got locked in the facility and we stole their beer and all of their food, their their food cooler. Yep. Sure did. Anyway. Good times. Um, good times. But yeah, yeah I feel so like was, people were making an interesting time, but it didn't affect me in any way <laughs> right I didn't like like you said it didn't really get to Kitchener like I said it kind of was mostly within Toronto so actually here it says on February 23rd an elderly woman named Kwan Sui Chu sorry if I pronounced this wrong had also been a Metropole guest returned to Toronto Canada from Hong Kong she died at home on March 5th after infecting her son Se Chi Kui who subsequently spread the disease through Scarborough Grace Hospital and died on March 13th so that's I guess how it got to Canada. But again, it was only like 200 and some odd cases in Toronto, which is not a lot when you compare it to, like we said, it was, this was basically almost like a precursor to the pandemic that we went through, not even anywhere close to it, but on oh. the, it was on the grand scale. Like it doesn't, 
it, it wasn't near as anywhere it was like this one kind of felt that's fair because okay because uh, this just made me remember that I watched um so I watched Big Brother Canada season eight which is the season that happened during the pandemic during COVID okay and um it was only 11 episodes long because they ended up having to shut down production because of COVID right because it was like right at the height it was in 2020 yep um and like spring of 2020 like they shut down I think I think the show started like March 14th or something yep. and then March 16th was when our part of the world kind of shut down yeah so it was and this was BB can so this was Canada right so um so when they brought the guests all into like it it was I, I forget what episode it was it was probably like maybe a week into the show when they called all the guests in the living room and had to tell them about COVID yeah that the way they explained it I fucking started bawling because like just the way they just they just like it that's how like you manipulate with words and like I'm not underplaying COVID because millions of fucking people died and are still affected to it by this day like I'd be very careful with my mom because my mom is immunocompromised and yeah like I take it very seriously, which I did because I got pissed when people wouldn't wear their fucking masks. Damn and right, they like, fuck that, whatever, mm -hmm. tangent over. Um, and um, yeah, like they described it like, uh, like while well, you've been on the inside, she's like, I have some news from the outside world, and all of a sudden they're all like, oh no, because what kind of news is like never fucking good news. Now it ha they were only what like two weeks in, but they were like they basically were they went in three weeks in something like that so basically they, they went into isolation in like the end of february no 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 the day the first day in, in the bb can house was like march 14th and they so came then out they would have they been known that covid was already a thing they well no, at that known. time at that at on march 14th to the world it was still just a not even epidemic level it was just a cautionary kind of deal because when I we, me and Kevin went and to Cuba on January 24th and we had the, the first case went through Toronto on mm -hmm. January 24th. But it wasn't taken super seriously yet. It became more serious two days later when they had a ton more cases and everything and the kids started March break or they were going to go back from March break or something and they decided to extend the March break by two weeks and then it got worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. So the, the, kid, the people in the BB can house were there, I think like three weeks or something when they told them about it, but they so like they knew about the coronavirus being very mild and just being a cautionary tale when they went in the production team knew about it absolutely like of course but the kids the people in the house didn't know anything about how severe it had gotten on the outside yeah so when they told them about it the way they told them made me just fucking ball because they the numbers that they described after just a few weeks was already tremendously fucking high like ridiculously high because well, you were there. We know that. Like, yeah, we lived it. But just that watching that scene, it's what made me want to watch the whole season. So I did because it was only eleven episodes. So, yeah. But they only they got only down to like the last. I'm gonna say twelve people. No, not twelve. I'm gonna say about like ten people, and then it became like eight because two of them had to get evicted from the house because of their behavior and things they said. Yeah. So they had to leave. <laughs> but yeah, so. That's just what that reminded me of when you're comparing numbers of SARS to COVID. Like yeah. both were like the lives lost during both of them, not negating that. Absolutely tragic yes. and awful. Absolutely. SARS was, just happened to be just like a small fraction of the numbers we lost. It was like a, a blip of what was yet to come. Yeah. I'm bad to say that way, but it almost kind of, now that and we you know think what about it, you're like, it almost mad. was. 
it makes me mad is like this was so preventable like like we should have known with SARS we should have learned with SARS but we learned nothing I saw that a lot during the pandemic was a lot of like we like like COVID empty city SARS SARS fest like it's I don't know like it's SARS but on a greater scale (laughs) like the funny thing is is like, like I don't know if maybe just my intelligence is a little bit higher than the comment of the people. But like, like I said, me and Kevin, we went to Cuba on January 20, 26th. The first case had been through like the day before in the airport, our whole mm-hmm. entire time in Cuba, we were here, like all of the, like the TV, cause we're in Cuba. So you get different stations. So we had like the China station, not that we watched it all the time, but like occasionally you'd throw on like in the, like go past it to see a channel and you're like, they're talking about it. And we'd see the numbers and we're like, Ooh. And like, even when we were in the, like on our way home from Cuba, there was like a woman who was sick there. And we're like, is it that, is it that, that COVID it was thing? Corona it, was that, that is it that Corona? And then at the same time, like we were, we like from that point, like as soon as I heard it came into Toronto, me and Kevin are like, okay, we've got to like, this, this could be interest. Like, and then the cases just kept coming and coming like right after that. And we're just like, this is gonna be like we didn't know it would come to the scale of like the lockdowns but we we're like this is definitely like we became aware in like throughout february that this is definitely gonna get to be pretty something bad. it's gonna get pretty fucking bad yeah. right but i didn't yeah. understand i didn't think it would get to like the lockdown levels that we got I, to though. i knew that it was is bad what when we were mandated to wear masks at work i fought back on it i did not want to because i'm claustrophobic it had nothing to do with my selfishness i didn't want to get people sick i was just i'm so claustrophobic it causes me so much anxiety yeah but i did it Took me like a week and a half or so to get over my anxiety from wearing it. I had to take a couple of like panic attack moments and go take my mask off and breathe whatever, like in the back, you know, because yeah. I work retail. Um, but then I got very comfortable with it and I was fine. I absolutely fucking hated people who refused to wear theirs. Yeah. And just, I saw atrocious things during the pandemic while watching work in retail. Yeah. Well, I remember actually in our office the right before, like the few weeks just before we went into lockdowns, I was the one who'd like typed out like songs to sing to make sure you're washing your hands for 20 seconds or whatever it was. Oh, and Jesus, I posted seriously? it in all of the bathrooms. We didn't know what was COVID. And I was making sure people yeah. were being safe. I was like, guys, make yeah, sure at least these were things um, that like we thought about because we're like, we don't know what this COVID is. We don't know how bad it is. But obviously if they're telling us to make sure to be like sanitize our hands and wash our hands. Okay, guys here. Here's things to make sure you're doing it for 20 seconds or whatever. Oh, you wouldn't believe like now post pandemic, like how many people don't fucking clean up after themselves at work. It's disgusting. I'm like, did we not just go through a fucking pandemic? Why are you not fucking washing your hands? Or they're just like washing their hands with water and they're tapping their hands on the edge of the sink. I'm like, that's so fucking disgusting. Like, ew. I just went through aesthetic school where like, you know, making sure you don't get cross contamination and like sanitization, making sure that like you don't get a nail fungus because this girl had a nail fungus and now I'm doing your nail. Like, uh, and then you think about when you go to all of those like cheap nail phone. places and then you're like oh dear lord did i how did they and especially now that i'm ladies and guys. especially now that i did it like post-pandemic exactly you're like damn yeah. now i understand why like mm-hmm. sanitization is an important oh. thing because it's so easy for me to take this and now you've got it and yeah. t- exactly we just learned that easy. through covid it's so easy for two Don't people fast. To slide and there it is takes no time at all but like I said um, people didn't learn from the last but two three years they didn't learn what's funny is that i pushed so back i pushed hard so that i pushed back so hard on the face mask at first and then fast forward two years when the mandate was lifted it took me like three weeks to get comfortable without my mask on in public 
<laughs> the very first time I tried was probably about a week and a half after the mandate was lifted. I went into the Fresh Mart here and I yeah. had my mask in my hand just in case. I walked in. I probably got like 20 feet into the store and my heart started palpitating and I had to put my face mask back on. Because I was just like, I'm getting germs. I'm, I'm inhaling. Because I, I, I always had that thought in the back of my head about my mom. Because I'm yeah. like, this, what if I'm getting, what if I'm getting it right now? Or what if someone coughs on me or breathes on me or is an asshole and spits on me or something like that? And, or something I don't know, or I touch something that someone else did and I give it to my mom and she dies. And it's my fucking fault. Like that's what went on in the back of my head all the fucking time. And that's what caused my anxiety. Well, we, uh, well, Kevin's mom was diagnosed with breast cancer, December, 2019. So January, 2020 goes into cancer treatments. Oh, so we totally like same thing. Like we had to like, basically, luckily it was winter time. So no one went to their house. No one visit. Like yeah. if they did visit, it was like his brother and sister would drop some things off. They might need. And they would, you know, they would drop it off and go. And even when we went to that cottage that summer, like his brother was like, they brought their own stove, their own sink, their own, like they would go out in the outhouse. They slept up in the bunkie, like upstairs. We slept in the bunkie. I would wear my mask my parents has all the time. I, right. You had to be hypervigilant. Like, I'm just like, yeah, I'm wearing it. I don't care. I'd, ra I'd rather be safe than kill you, please, mom. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> okay. We'll yeah, like, I put sanitizer. Like when I get out of my car, I put like sanitizer on my hands and then I'll walk in to their, their house and then I'll go to the bathroom and wash my hands. SARS. SARS was, so. yeah, it was, uh, it, it's just, it's, it's funny now post COVID watching how we treated the two separate like similar, yeah. like similar diseases, but just two totally different situations. Like I said, obviously well, SARS one not near as big of an outbreak, but yeah. it was still just—it's it, really funny how we had a concert <laughs> afterwards. That's what I mean. Like SARS was like a viral threat on a global scale, not quite epidemic level or pandemic level. I mean, but still significant enough that it was worldwide news and. <laughs> And it wasn't, it, it was eight months. And when we threw a 500,000 person concert, right. I believe it was an epidemic, just not the pandemic. That. Wasn't it? Sorry. Was, this, was it an ep I thought they called it an, ep they classed it as an epidemic or just an outbreak. Huh. Anyways. Yeah. We know it didn't get to pandemic level, obviously. Cause I was, what did I say? Did I say? Anyway. Yeah. No, I meant only epidemic, not pandemic. That was. COVID. Yeah. But, um, it was yeah, yeah it's, we just had two completely different reactions to both way things. different reactions i mean even now like you said now some people are still wearing their masks everywhere some people still don't want to travel some people are still afraid but yet there's other people that are out there that were like as soon as they were able to like hey i'm going traveling because i'm you know like it's it was very I, very different outcomes to both situations for sure i also don't recall ever one person saying during sars oh it's just a cold yeah like we took it. Okay. There's another thing that we can compare lack of social media spreading utter horse shit to everyone. And yep. being like, it's just a cold. It's just the flu. It's just, this is blah, 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 whatever. Or and skewing your numbers thing. or seeing the numbers yes. every day, every we five minutes, it, changing, 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 changing. Like we may not have taken it like super seriously, but we weren't downsizing it. So is ignorance really bliss? Mm. Maybe it was. Yeah. Maybe right, a pre. Oh, I know. Everyone, we all keep talking all about a pre fucking social media addicted. world. Yeah. Super addicted. Like, it's so funny I'm, because, like, I'm for in, a fucking vaccine against social media. Being in school with some of the younger girls, yeah, literally, they're just like, man, it would have been so cool to like live in the 90s, 2000s, like before social yeah. media. And I was like, oh, you have no idea. No sweetheart. idea. But at the same oh. time, if you wanted to, just don't have a social media 
Don't give it to the peer pressure of having a social outcast. media account. I know you do, you, but you become an outcast. But like you have leprosy if you don't have a phone or social media or something. Yeah. And apparently it's all the iPhone. If you have a Google phone, you're so not cool. If you have an Android, really you're not cool. Shit. I really I'm not, not so much shit. in our generation, but like literally Gen Z's, you're like yeah, almost shamed if you don't have an iPhone. I know. Hey, I heard guys, that. I'm like, are you kidding me? Androids are the superior operating system they absolutely and cameras. Are. I have like in again in my class, all the girls had iPhones. I had my Google Android Pixel. And mm-hmm. all the time I, have- I would take photos and like do them like, so like when they yeah. did modeling, I would take photos and do the whatever. And every time the girls were like, oh my God, your phone takes such great cam, like take such good pictures. Your camera takes such great pictures. My camera is three years, my phone is three years old. It's a Pixel 5. We've now at the, what the Pixel 8 has just been announced or whatever. And it's still taking better photos than your fucking iPhone 14, which is brand new. I have the Galaxy A50 and mine is just about ready for a new one. I don't want to get a new phone. I love my phone. Yeah. I hate getting a new cell phone. Fucking may, hate it. May I suggest the Pixels? Well, you've got the brand new one if you can get one of the like other ones, but the Pixels I found are just, they're very good. They're very, it's Google. It's all integrated. It's very, I don't know. It's very nice. But because they're you have nice. a Samsung, hey, you might. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. But because you're Samsung, you might want to go for another Samsung. So I totally understand that though. Because they yeah, do have separate- overlays, which yeah. is true. Even though they're Android, they have like their operating yeah. systems are slightly different looking. Because like I love my phone. I I hate getting a new cell phone because I fucking hate having to like reorganize my home screens and deciding what apps to like put on which part of my page and no if you go to the stores now they can actually literally there's a thing now where it literally your phones just go and it's the same thing on the next phone everything is still set up the same way mostly like your home screen apps and everything apparently someone was telling me that's something that can happen now i was like what i'll look into that later yeah i i know that someone at the store yeah the stores the store people do it or something for you but yeah you can basically as long as you have your google account It'll like, apparently it can just basically download all the apps and put them where you need to or something. I was like, interesting. Okay, well, anyway, um, I think we said all we can say that there is about SARS. If you were at SARS Fest or SARS Stock or whatever you want to call it, that giant fucking concert. Molson Canadian Rocks for Toronto. (laughs) The entire fucking planet. Um, Let us know. One of those 490,000 people. Yeah. Like I said, Kevin's brother was one of them. Kevin didn't get I want a detailed account. How was it? Did you throw your water bottle at Justin Timberlake? I should ask him. For shame. Like, how dare you, Paul? How dare you? He was just trying to make a living singing and dancing on stage with his peroxide hair. Now look at him. (laughs) No, it looked like he was, I think he had his, I didn't think he, I think he shaved his head at that point. I don't think he had the peroxide. That is true. Cause he wanted to get away from his NSYNC. From his NSYNC days. Yeah. So he did the shave and then put a hat on. Trash back hats because that's what was cool back then. Crimea River. Yep. Crimea River. (laughs) Oh. All right. (laughs) Shall we play a game? Game time. It's game time. We have our third game, I guess, in our kind of series. Um, Fourth, isn't it? It's our fourth time. Well, we did. Well, no, because we had the trivial, trivial pursuit and the blockbuster. Did we do this one before the '90s game one? So I think it's no. it's our third I just game. Open my package. Yeah. Okay, let's try this. Okay, okay, let's try this one. Maybe. Okay, okay. So, Fisherman Donata Dalrymple and Sam Chiancho or Kian. I don't know. Some Sam Chiancho. I don't know. Rescues this five-year-old boy who had been floating on a rubber inner tube off the coast of Florida. Oh fuck. 
I heard about that. I just don't know the kid's name. What? Elion Gonzalez. Right. Elion. Elion. There was a robot chicken sketch about it. That's why I remember it. Oh, I haven't watched Robot Chicken in forever. Um, okay. Neither, but I just remember this one. I didn't go. Former Hasbro executive Meg Whitman is hired to replace Pierre Omidyar as chief executive officer of this internet company. Microsoft? No, not internet. An internet company. Um, AOL? No. eBay. Ah, uh, okay. After executing the first ever Frontside 900 at X Games 5, this pro skater says that was the greatest personal achieve my greatest personal achievement. Tony Hawk? <laughs> yes! Woohoo! Point for Lindy! Yay! Um, I hope you get this one, but I, I'm, I doubt it. Um, <laughs> this player has a 99-yard punt return for a touchdown as the Green Bay Packers beat the New England Pat- Patriots by a score of 35-21 to 21 in the Super Bowl. As Amy Adams said, Brett Favre. <laughs> no, he was the quarterback. Oh, dang. Um, That's the only Green Bay Packers I could have known at that time. <laughs> it was Desmond Howard. Okay. Dang. <laughs> Don't worry, I think you'll get the next one. I think you'll get the next one. Okay. Hootie and the Blowfish <laughs> win a Grammy for this song that contains the opening lyrics. She sits alone by a lamppost trying to find a thought that's escaped her mind. Oh my God. It's um because I know like I almost sang it too. Stuff. I almost um, sang it. I had to be like, nope, don't sing it, don't sing it. <laughs> Oh my God, it's like on the tip of my tongue. I know. But um, I, I lost it. I lost it. I, what is it? Let her yeah. cry. Let her see. Yeah, fuck. Damn it. Let her go. I'm trying to think of like one specific song, but I can't. I have to, I'm thinking of the other song. I was like, nope, nope, nope. She said, I was about to sing it too. And I was like, that's going to give it away. Shit. <laughs> oh, no. I knew the opening lyric, but I couldn't remember past that and then yeah. get to the chorus. I'm just like, I've heard this. Like, my mind just went gone. Yeah. Like, okay. black hole. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Uh, the Jesus and Mary chain. Lush, the Jim Rose Circus, Ministry, and Pearl Jam are among the headlining performers during the second iteration of this summer concert tour. Lollapalooza. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pearl Jam gave one. it away. <laughs> yep. This one, maybe? I don't know. So this movie premieres and features a scene where a college student throws a pajama jammy jam to raise tuition money. Okay, sorry, repeat the question. So the movie premieres and features a scene where a college student throws a pajama jammy jam to raise tuition money. Dan Wilder? 90s, that's 2000. Oh. Nope, that one's 80s. Um, <laughs> the spider crawling up my wall. Oh, nice. I don't enjoy that at all. <laughs> all right, I didn't even you. Um, 90s college movie opens with a Pillow fighting scene. Pajama jammy jam. Pajama jammy jam. And it's not Van Wilder. It's yeah. not any of the American pies. Yeah. I don't think. No. I don't know. House party two. Road trip. 
Oh, House Party 2. Oh. That's why I was like pajama jammy jam, like trying to like, you yeah, know, no, a little more cred to it. Yeah. I did not get that hint. All right. Okay. In the newly released movie Godzilla, Godzilla, Godzilla is hit with U.S. military missiles after the creature becomes entangled in this structure. Remember the Matthew Broderick one. I know. I don't think I watched that one, but I assume he was in the States in that one. Mm-hmm. What U.S. structure would he get tangled in? I, like, I could see getting tangled in the Eiffel Tower, but I don't believe he was that that one. The Eiffel Tower is in Paris. I know. That's what I'm trying to like. I was, that's what I mean. Like, I was like, hmm. I'll give, the- you, I'll, I'll give you a hint. They weren't the I'll Twin Towers. I'll at least give you the city. They, they were in New York. Statue of Liberty? No. Entangled oh. in. I know. That's what I'm trying. That's why I'm like, I'm trying to think. What would you get entangled in in New York City? What kind of structure? The Brooklyn Bridge? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Yay. I, was like, I had to think of, I was, I was going to through I'm like, okay, what else is there? What else is this with structure? What else do we got? All right. Last question. Last questions. Okay. This one I'll most likely get. On Friends, <laughs> this character is the only one of the six friends that is not present at Ross's wedding in England. That's not present? Yes. At Ross's wedding in England. One of the main, oh, Phoebe, because she's pregnant with triplets. And could not attend it. <laughs> and could not attend, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yay! I, I knew you'd get Two that points. one. Two points. Two points. Okay. Um, Two points. I was in Peppy Le Pew's Space Jam. You might get this one. I don't know if you watch this show or not, so I, I don't know. Hopefully you do. Um, during the debut season of The Sopranos, mm. Mm, Tony Soprano's gang hangs out at this fictional strip club in New Jersey. Furry beaver. <laughs> <laughs> no. Hey. <laughs> Do I know? Club name. Come on. Um, <laughs> What else is a nice little pony? The Pussycat Club. No. Pussycat Lounge. No. Nothing to do no with idea. Pussycat. Whoa. Um, do I know then? Sure. Bada Bing. <laughs> the strip club is Bada Bing. Bada Bing. Oh, all right. I was going to give you a hint and be like, it's Eastside Mario's theme song. Hey, Bada Boo, Bada Bing. <laughs> Oh, you said Mario's. Um, Good old you said Mario's. I never watched The Sopranos either, so don't worry. No. I know how it ends because <laughs> so everyone I, fucking starts talking about it. I've seen it on, it's because it's on HBO, so I think I've seen it on Crave, and I'm like, maybe I watch it. Maybe I could, should I? I don't, like, I don't know. I don't know. I was like, I don't know if it's when I want to go back. I don't know because it's, I know it was a cult thing or it was a big back then, but I don't know. All right. Well, I think that's the end of our episode, guys. Yeah. So thanks for tuning in and, uh, Listen to us babble about stuff. Yeah, stars and pandemic. And I know no one wants to hear about the pandemic again, but it was just an interesting compliment of it being 20 years later after SARS. So, you know. Yeah, it's true. It was an anniversary. um, It was a nice one to have. (laughs) Good to reflect on our, I guess, our past histories. But we are anyway. But clearly I did. We didn't didn't (sighs) learn. We never learned. That's the problem. We never learned. And about to get more political. Happy Pride, everybody. Oh, I was like, it's not Friday. <laughs> Happy Pride. 
I thought it sounded like you said Friday. I was like, what? <laughs> Not Friday. What do you mean? <laughs> yes. Happy Pride Month to all of our, our Pride friends or all of our allies out there as well. Mm-hmm. Have, have, a, have a wonderful, fabulous month. And I hope all you homophobes have a really uncomfortable month. Peace out, guys. Yeah, because we know we ha- they have been. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love seeing all of like, cut off now, but whatever. Bye. Anyways. Bye. I love- <laughs> I love- hey, thanks for listening to Turn of the Millennials. You can listen to us on Spotify, Google, Apple, YouTube, or wherever you listen to your podcast and at our website at millennialspod.com. Join us on our next episode. And remember, on Wednesdays, we wear pink. We out.